BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Tiff time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Some would say every day is Tiff time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. One of my favorite topics, TIFFs, tax increment financing. If you've read my art columns, if you listen to my show, you know, it's an obsession of my mind, on my mind all the time. And you also know the guest I'm about to have on is equally obsessed with this subject. In fact, they call him Mr. Tiff. Tom, <laughs> there's a movie. Tom, my guess, Tom Tresser's too young to know there was a movie. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Oh, excuse me, Sidney Poitier. Wow, look at Tom Tresser knowing his movie uh, <laughs> trivia. Very good, young man. Tom Tresser is my guest, uh, Mr. Tiff. Uh, for, welcome back to the show, Tom, first of all. Hey, first thank you, Ben. First. It's, and a, it's, a, it's a pleasure and an honor. Wow, both, two for two. <laughs> Uh, the reason it's so appropriate that Tom and I are talking is that, uh, what was it, yesterday, I think it was, I'm going to give a date here, uh, August 6th, 2020, Cook County Clerk Karen Yarbrough released her annual TIF report, uh, and um, a staggering $920 million in property taxes were directed into various bank accounts controlled largely by our, the mayor of the city of Chicago. The TIF scam continues. Tom Trester knows all about it. So, Tom, let's just start with your just sort of general thoughts about yeah. the state of the TIF program in the city of Chicago uh, in the aftermath of Clerk Yarborough's report. It remains, Ben, out of control, uh, fatter than ever, uh, mysterious as ever, despite claims of, uh, of accountability and transparency. Um, our own report came out uh, actually two weeks ago, and um, we have tracked TIF since 2013, and um, we at the Civic Lab uh, call TIFs uh, racist, uh, corrupting, and um, part of Chicago's long history of uh, redlining and blockbusting and uh, decimation of the black and brown communities. So the numbers are larger than ever. Um, the, the one number that you don't hear often enough, which is the one number that we uh, really want people to understand is, and I think you did mention this, how much money is actually sitting in the TIF accounts right this minute? Mm-hmm. The answer is $1.8 billion. $1.8 billion with a B. So this has been true on and off since we started tracking. Uh, it goes from $1.4 uh, to a little under $2 billion each and every year. So money in and money out. Um, and it remains um, an unaccountable slush fund. So, yeah, out of control. All right. There's a lot of numbers we're going to throw at you, and uh, it's easy to get confused uh, with the amazing numbers. I will point out, I just read this morning, Dave Roeder, from the Chicago Sun-Times also takes a deep dive into the bank accounts. And I think he rounded up to come up with 1.9 billion, 1.8, 1.9 billion. Uh, <laughs> you know, it all adds up. It all adds up. A lot of zeros. Now this, I, this is Tom Tresser's uh, contribution to this game. And uh, so what Tom Tresser did, well, I'll let Tom say what he did, but here I'll, I'll give this lead up. So every year, 
the uh, sends out a TIF report which shows how much of our property dollars are being deposited in all these TIF bank accounts. And it's a yearly total. And what we don't know is how much is accumulated in those bank accounts over the years. And the mayors of Chicago, from Daly to Rahm to Lori Lightfoot, have all insisted that every single nickel <laughs> in that TIF bank account is obligated. So don't come to us and ask us to dip in there to spend it on something you might want, like a nurse in a public school or that, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever you whatever you want, more that's, teachers, more books, whatever. Crazy. That's crazy talk. That's great. Young Tom Tresser, about four years ago or five years ago, proved that that was a falsehood. And I've always been giving you credit ever since. Tell the story, Tom, of how you figured out what was in the, what was the actual total in the yeah. tip bank? Well, Ben, I, I appreciate uh, the tip of the hat because uh, really it's a, it's, a, it's a secret story. Nobody is interested in it, apparently, except you <laughs> <laughs> and the black media. That's it. Nobody's, we can't get anybody. I set myself on fire. I don't think I would get a, covered in the Sun-Times or the Tribune or BEZ or Cranes. I, actually, you, my friend, started me on this journey back in 2008. Uh, when we had a community meeting, uh, it was a branch of the D uh, Democracy for America. It was a chapter in Lincoln Park. We invited you. We're talking about February of 2008. We invited you to come to speak to this group. You came clutching a property tax bill, <laughs> which you proceeded to uh, stagger around the room and announced that this bill was lying yeah. to us, to you, to the taxpayers. And you proceeded to explain what you meant. And that was uh, my start down the TIF journey or a salt mine. Uh, but it came really uh, to the forefront the following year when we were fighting the Olympic bid. Uh, the, people may have a short memory, but uh, not too long ago, it was 2016 Olympics all the time, every day in the city. Everybody was pushing it. The mayor, uh, uh, the president of the United States, uh, uh, Barack Obama, Oprah. Uh, it was everywhere in, in the uh, civic uh, atmosphere here. Nobody dared say no to it except a group of unpaid volunteers. And to prove that the mayor was wrong to prosecute the bid by claiming Chicago was broke, that was why we had to have the games, all we did was round up all the TIF reports um, that were current. And so we had 164 of them. Um, and I remember sitting around a table, uh, about six or seven people, with their laptops, opening these these PDF, these documents that you can't really manipulate, one at a time, painstakingly, placing the uh, relevant numbers on a giant spreadsheet that literally is like four feet wide by six feet long. We, we have nothing but the best technology <laughs> at the Civic Lab. Um, and at the end of this little exercise, we just simply added up how much money was in those Civic accounts, and then it was $1.7 So that was it. That was the start of it. Uh, of course, we were then able to explode the, the bid by saying, no, Chicago was not broke. We didn't need to, to uh, set ourselves on fire and bring the games here. We can instead uh, have a conversation about that money right now. Uh, that would be more s smarter in our opinion. And, and, and so every year, as you say, uh, we assemble the troops uh, to go through all the reports and uh, come up with these numbers. So people can get this document from us if they go to civiclab.us, civiclab.us. Uh, we'll just ask them uh, to fill out a little request form, and boom, we'll send it right to them via email. So what we have is um, a couple of headlines for you. How much money the TIFs took from Chicagoans? How much money they spent? Um, how much money was transferred back and forth? 
Um, how much money was spent on administration? So this is a fun little thing. It's a, it's a skim inside a skim, if you will. Um, how much money the TIFs are paying in finance fees? Would it upset people to know that their property taxes are not going to uh, support local schools or the, the city's operation or, or the libraries or anything they think they're paying for, but instead paying down expensive debt at local banks uh, for, for decades? Uh, we, we report on that. And again, the biggest headline uh, that we make available is $1.8 billion sitting in the TIF accounts. Now you, Ben, and your listeners are gonna be the first to hear a new fact, hmm. never before made public. How much money is sitting in wards that are majority black? This is especially pregnant right now since blacks and browns are dying seven, five to one over whites in America and Illinois. And so um, would it be relevant to know to the uh, good people of the black uh, communities in Chicago how much of their property taxes are being uh, um, captured and sequestered and made unavailable to them? I think so. The answer is $820 million. So that is a new number. No one's ever heard it before. So what we're saying to the, the folks who live in the black communities, $820 million of your property taxes are being uh, held by the mayor in these piggy, piggy banks, these slush funds called TIFs. It's not right. Let's go get that money right now. Well, all right. So what you're saying is that from the 1.8 billion subtotal, uh, you you subdivided that by wards. Yes. You figured out some uh, way to subdivide it by wards. Uh, God, you're one step ahead of the city. I used to bug the city so much yeah. back in the day for this information, which they had. They just didn't want to give it to me. Certainly. Uh, and then and then you you subtract it, and then uh, you came up with the eight 120 million dollars. So let's break down some of the other things uh, that you talk about. Finance fees. What are you getting at when you talk about finance well, fees? Again, uh, you, you, you have to open each of these little TIFF documents. They're about uh, 30, 40 pages each, like I say, a PDF. Um, but the balance sheet reveals detail, details, and there's a little uh, page that gives you some of the details on any expense over $10,000. And so we've always asked our volunteers to, to, to make sure that they uh, note the money being spent on city administration. So uh, that's a line item, and it, it, it adds up to um, $8,064,000. So what is happening is the Department of Planning, which is a cabinet-level department which administers TIFs and which has a budget, which is passed by the city council every year, they get an extra $8 million um, in, in TIF spiff because they can. This money flows through their hands, and they just charge each TIF, and most of the TIFs, in this case 90 TIFs, um, a, a carrying fee. <laughs> so, so that means uh, of the... Um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that TIFs are pulling off the table, $8 million is staying uh, with the sticky fingers of the Department of Planning. So it's like a skim inside of a skim. I see, the skim inside of a skim. Uh, that's, that, is that different than the finance fee? Is that what you're getting at? When you that is different, the, yes. The finance the, fee, go ahead. The finance fee some, um, uh, some of our TIFs are carrying debt, Ben. Mm -hmm. um, we believe that was incurred by Mayor Daly back in 2007 and 2010, for something called Schools Across Chicago. Mm -hmm. So he went on a building spree, and that program has been cr criticized by champions of public education, including uh, academics and the unions and other parents groups, because over 50% of that money was spent on non-neighborhood schools, in other words, charter schools and selective enrollment schools. So um, those TIFs are carrying the debt to this day, 
And every year, about between 40 and $100 million of TIF money is financing that debt. So it's a series of bonds. Mm-hmm. Now, when I sat with the city's financial officer a few years ago, um, I asked her, could she give me the, the terms or, or the payment books or some simple way to explain to people like if, you're a, if, you're, if your daughter is, has a student loan and um, you get a payment book, it's pretty plain. I'm, I'm going to pay uh, $1,000 a month for 10 years. The, the, the principal is $10,000. That was the loan that enabled her to go to school. But we're going to give the bank another $5,000 in profit. It's all clear for you as the lender. I said, could you give me something like that for the debt the tips are carrying? And she says, that's not possible. <laughs> so... Um, it would take a bigger brain than mine to actually try to investigate how much money we paid to the Zions Bank, the Amalgamated Bank, and Wells Fargo. And why is Wells Fargo of interest to organizers in Chicago? Well, Wells Fargo is a criminal enterprise, and they've been bilking their customers by the millions for years. So would it be upsetting to you uh, if you knew that some of your property tax money was not going to schools, not going to the libraries, not going to the parks, but instead paying expensive debt at a criminal bank? And the answer is, yes, it has. (laughs) All right. Now, there's another issue uh, that I'd love to get your thoughts on. And uh, and that has to do with the city's attitude when uh, people like you come to them and say, there's $1.8 billion in TIFRI for uh, reserves. Please spend that on things that people would want or need. Uh, And the city generally tells you something along the lines of, uh, Tom, you're a nice guy. I like your shirt. It's a very nice (laughs) color. But uh, what you don't understand is that money's obligated. And uh, so we can't give it back to the schools, uh, even though. And you go, but I I totaled up $1.8 billion in your own reports that are sitting in these banks. You're telling the state that that money is sitting in a bank account. Now you're telling me it's obligated. That's right. Uh, All right. So do you believe them when? they tell you uh, that it's obligated? No, not at all. You you intimated in your intro the the contradiction there. Um, It's obligated when the mayor says it's obligated, and it's unobligated as soon as he or she uh, designates it as such. So uh, Mayor Lightfoot uh, dipped into the TIF mayonnaise jar, and we'll we'll remind our (laughs) listeners what what that is. (laughs) The TIF mayonnaise jar um, is apparently sitting in the shelf somewhere in City Hall. Uh, stuffed with tasty Tiff mayonnaise. And, the, and one of Mayor Lightfoot's aides said, well, we scraped the Tiff mayonnaise jar yeah. and we emptied it out and we took $300 million out of it uh, for Mayor Lightfoot's 2020 budget formulation. That left over a billion and a half dollars in the Tiff mayonnaise jar. So um, long story short is I sat with the mayor's uh, budget person a few years ago and we tried, to, we tried to sort all this out. I had a FOIA lawyer with me a sharp guy named Matt Topic of Lovey and Lovey. And Matt is um, the guy that pried the Laquan McDonald video away from the police department. So he's no friend of City Hall. And he came with, my, with me to sit when we sat in with um, the, the, the budget director. And, when, and we try to get to the bottom of this. And so she opened up uh, maybe 15 pages of the TIF budgets. And she had her aide, uh, had six or seven websites available. We were skipping back and forth. And she sat back and said, so there, you see, it's all accounted for. And it was like a, one of those shell games, you know, you see on the street. And I said, are you, are you kidding me? Are you on crack? Nobody can understand what you just told me. And she said, well, I didn't say it was easy to understand. Well, I was taking careful notes of the examples that we sh- she was showing me of why money was uh, not uh, free to be uh, spent uh, for your needs, as, as you mentioned. And we foiled her on 15 lines from this budget that she showed us, the TIF rejection report. 
um, including um, a line item from the Midwest TIF that was something like $5 million for development to be decided. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so now we're getting to the, we're now we're getting right into the weeds here, but it's kind of an important point to, to answer your question accurately. In the FOIA response, it was we can't answer the question about what that light on is. What is the development? Who is the developer? Where, where is it located? Because it's under discussion, therefore it's confidential. So which is it? Is it under discussion, in which case it can be not discussed, you know? Or is it a contract? So is it committed? Is it not committed? I'm confused. So um, the answer is the word committed is a, is, is, is a fiction. And they will tell you, um, that every penny of that $1.8 billion is spoken for until the mayor wishes to go back into the TIF mayonnaise jar <laughs> and make another sandwich. So we say, go, way to go, Lori Lightfoot. You sunsetted five TIFs as soon as you got into town. Great. Keep going. There's another 135, including the two racist TIFs for Lincoln Yards and Project 78. Those are acts of economic warfare on black Chicago. So please keep going. Sunset them all. Take the 1.8 billion, or, or maybe it's, it's more accurate to say 1.8 billion minus 300 million. Please, please spend it all now for emergency services in black and brown communities uh, and save people's lives. And don't give it to, to Sterling Bay or the other billionaire developers uh, who have their uh, hands out for you. All right. Now, uh, it would seem to me that uh, the obvious. Uh, characterization what you just described as a slush fund yeah and so i'm now playing devil's advocate with you i think i do this every time i talk to you people do it to me so i'd love to get your response i've had it explained to me over the years when i've done tip stories always off the record comments uh with mayoral advisors that yeah ben you're right it is a slush fund duh uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but that yeah every mayor needs his or her slush fund. That's the real world, Ben. Stop being some columnist up in your attic uh, who wants things to be uh, open and transparent uh, and reform. In the real world, the mayor needs uh, access to like a billion or so dollars. Uh, whenever he or she ha has a dire need, pluck, dip the cup in uh, to the barrel and <laughs> throw the juice uh, at whatever is needed. That's the real world, Ben. Wake up. Stop being such a reform idealist. Uh, goo goo. Your response Tom, to that. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. In the article you mentioned uh, by David Roeder, uh, published August 7th, they quote an unnamed uh, City Hall insider who says, look, even if we hadn't announced the project, we need our earmark money for it, said the ex-official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. So, yes, that is the real world. However, um, Chicago is a segregated city. It's the most corrupt city in America. This is not the place to have a billion-dollar-plus slush fund controlled by these politicians, 32, 30, I think it's 33 aldermen, once um, Alderman Burke goes to prison, uh, are going to see the inside of a pokey. Uh, and Alderman Burke, along with Alderman Danny Solis, who was the chair of the finance uh, zoning committee, Solis was wearing a, wearing a wire for two years. So these are the most corrupt and venal people serving in public office in our area. They were running the TIF show. So... This is not the money I want to have in those guys' hands. Now, if, you, if you're going to say we need money to give to developers for free so they can build things like Lincoln Yards in a white community 
or we need monies to give to related corporations to, to build uh, another um, high rises down by a river and Roosevelt, then just put it in your budget and let, and let everybody vote on it in the open and let the aldermen take their hits. All this stuff that we've been talking about, Ben, that you've been writing about for so long is in the back room. It is not on the books. So anybody who knows anything about government, the League of Women Voters, even conservatives will, will agree with this. This is a terrible way to run a city, a terrible way to plan for your people. So no, um, I'm with you in your attic. <laughs> I'm right there with you uh, being Mr. Goo Goo and um, I, I, being I, I idealistic and saying this is not the way to run a city. No, I, I, I'm facetious when I ask the question of you. You did a good job of answering it. I just want to make a quick correction. Conservatives. Uh, conservatives, it's a funny word. I'm not quite sure what you mean by it, but I'm just going to say Republicans have been feeding at this trough for a long, long time. It's just like Republican landlords downtown have been hiring Michael Madigan to do their property taxes for mm-hmm. a long, long time. So I want to hear one Republican. I, mm-hmm. In fact, I'll just point this out. Jim Durkin, who's the leader of the Republicans in the House, is a TIF lawyer himself. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any Republicans That's talking right. about the TIF scam. No, uh, well, I never no. heard well, you know, I, I guess what I was saying was libertarians, perhaps. Maybe that's what a better word. Because the Illinois Policy Institute, which is a very right-leaning body, um, hates tips as much as I do. So I guess what I'm saying is, regardless of where you stand on the political street, you call yourself a person of a, more of the left or the right, however, however your, your, your politics, we can all agree. <laughs> that's one that brings us together, that tips are a scam uh, and a scourge, and they are, they are contributing to inequity. Uh, segregation and racism and bad outcomes for poor and people of color in this city of Chicago. That is a fact. That's a pre-existing condition, my friend. That's that, that's that's part of this COVID epidemic. That it's no wonder why people are dying disproportionately. There's already a 20-year difference in life between where I live in Lincoln Park and where my partner in in, in civics, Jonathan Peck, lives down in Englewood. Uh, in, 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 a, in the black community. So um, this is just part of that story. Chicago has had its long history going back to the race riots of 1919, uh, right to the present day with the death of Laquan McDonald. This is, this is part of that narrative, Ben, and it's time for Chicago's politicians and leaders to wake up and smell the Tiff coffee and stop looking for reforms. This cannot be reformed. It's, it's like um, the people are calling for the abolition of the police they're, and they're calling for defunding of police. They're, they're in the same space as we are with this. Um, it's time to take this, this, the, the people's money and put it to use for the people's health and well-being. And this is very much part of that story. And we place tips right there with over-policing um, and disinvestment and the closing of schools and the privatization of our public stuff, it's all linked together. All right, I'm gonna uh, put to the side the whole issue of funding the police for the moment uh, and concentrate on uh, the TIF program. Sure. And um, so let me go back to another devil's advocate point uh, that has been uh, expressed to me, and I'm kind of sympathetic to this point. And this point is so cynical. It's just so charged with the cynicism, Tom, that I'm almost a little embarrassed how much I've uh, grown to appreciate it. But let me explain this to you. The point was once made to me years ago by a budget director of the city who remained anonymous because, as David Roeder's story shows, they only tell the truth when you promise not to put their name on the truth. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, they just right. feed you garbage. Yeah. Okay. So follow me in this. The budget director's point of view was this. It costs money to make a city operate. It costs money to pay the bills. The people of the city of Chicago, it's actually much like uh, Jack Nicholson. 
in that great tirade at, at the end of that movie, A Few Good Men, I think it is, they can't stand the truth. Mm. And they can't stand the truth that it costs money to operate a city like Chicago. So what you have to do, Ben, this is what this guy told me, is come with this, uh, up with a scam in which the pretense is that we're not raising taxes, when of course we are raising taxes. Everyone bought into that scam, Tom mm-hmm. Trezor. You will not see any sick group denounce the TIFs because they raise taxes, because they're pretending they don't raise taxes. You'll not see any editorial board denounce the TIFs because they raise taxes, because they pretend they raise... The city council voted over, uh, not overwhelmingly, but they voted to approve that TIF at Rahm Emanuel's last city council meeting. Not one got up to talk about the implications of the tax bill. They pretend it doesn't raise taxes. It's not on your tax bill, so you can get away with that pretense. Uh, So my point to you is... Well, isn't that a, a worthwhile, uh, an important role that it plays? It gives money it needs to operate. I'm not saying they're spending it effectively, but if people are willing to go along with this pretense, this lie that it's not raising taxes, Tom, who are we to take that away? <laughs> who are we to take that away? Okay. <laughs> To, to wake to wake the people up from yeah, the let them sleep from their deep slumber. <laughs> yeah, go go back to sleep, Chicago. You you don't even want to know what's going on here. Go well, ahead, Tom. Well, um, according to a report by the two chief uh, researchers and auditors for the um, assessors department, this is this is under Hulan. This is before Berrios. So we're talking about a document that goes back to 2010. They did a study about pretty much what you're talking about. What is the effect? The inflationary effect of tests across Cook County, and this is what they this is the, the startling conclusion they came with. And you've pointed this out many times in your own reporting that there's an upward pressure on our tax rates because the other taxing bodies know this game very well. Now they're all controlled by the mayor, so the this board of education is never going to publicly protest tiffs. Whereas in many cities across America, school boards are suing their mayors over tiffs. They know it's a bad deal, but not in Chicago. But they still know it's coming, and so they rake their rights, they, they hike their rights, and they push their 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 taxing uh, numbers up, so that everyone in the city of Chicago is paying higher taxes because of tips. Now, the question that these authors asked was, well, how high? So they ran the numbers, and this is what they determined: if you were going to make all the tips go away in Cook County, your tax bill would go down by eleven percent. So that's real. And, and I don't know about you, but if you, if you take 10 years of, of, of your tax bills and take 10% of that, I mean, that's a car. That's a kid in college. That's your, that's your second boat, Ben. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still got to get that first boat, Tom. Huh? Oh, oh, sorry about that. That's your first, get your first I, boat. I don't even like going on a boat. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near a boat, okay? Uh, I'm just putting that out there right now. Right. Well, that's your, that's your retirement uh, cottage down there, you know, in the, in the sunny climbs. You know what I'm saying? So 11% is not jump change. And so, so to answer your question, um, yeah, are, are, are politicians cowards? Are they, are they um, afraid to take on the mayor? Yeah, most of them are. And, you know, the, the great uh, uh, Mike Quigley, who really, when he was Cook County Commissioner, was really kind of the grandfather of a lot of this research. I, I learned a lot from his reports. Um, he told me personally, he said, Tom, this tip stuff is like a box of spackle that the mayor can schmear over things. He said, take the Millennium Park. That was like $400 million over budget. But rather than go to some kind of special assessment, he just went into his TIF spackle 
a kit and smeared uh, TIF money all over the project. So he said, mayor, the mayor went to, to the alderman. This is, again, from Quigley. He went to the alderman and said, if you want something in your district, like a new school or a park improvement or anything physical, you have to put a TIF on it. And they said, sure, Mayor, Tiff Schmiff, whatever you say. So our aldermen, who are, who are not very um, smart on a good day, um, will never say no to the mayor. They, it's, it's, they, they don't have the collective uh, power. Now, some of these new, younger aldermen are ready to say no. But for decades, we've had a bunch of rubber stamps at City Hall. So it's no wonder they didn't push back on, on, uh, on this uh, nonsense. All right. Well, I uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that uh, uh, there's a part of me that buys into the cynical end. I hear everything you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I think the problem is how the things they spend that extra 10 or 11 percent on, I think it may be up to 13 percent uh, in the current uh, TIF allotment is uh, is what really, really grinds my gears, yeah. uh, as they say, because, again, this is a program that is intended let's go back to its purpose it's intended to subsidize development that builds the tax base in low-income areas that are blighted and would uh not otherwise get the development they need it's not intended to build schools it's not intended to build parks it's a misuse of the money that's right program to even use it for that because those projects themselves do not directly generate property taxes so it's a, a very abused misused program uh but if chicagoans are going to cling to the fantasy tom Tresser, if chicagoans are going to cling to the fantasy that it's not raising their taxes when in fact it is raising their taxes I'm at the point, who am I to tell Chicagoans to wake up? If Chicagoans want to believe in the Easter Bunny, who am I to tell them no, Tom Presser? They want to believe in Santa Claus. Who am I to say no to Santa Claus, Tom? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what, guys? You want to... You know, you might as well just go get up, smoke some reefer, and walk through life like, you know, you're walking on the clouds with a little wind. Well, so, we, we, we feel you. I mean, we've done 170 public meetings uh, across the city, Ben, since 2013 in front of about 8,000 people. And they are, they are willing to be woken up. They're, they're, they're angry. Um, we just can't get out to enough people. I mean, again, we have no staff. We have no office. Our, our work has been turned down by funders 35 times. You can probably understand why. But the people in the communities are with you more than you might think. Um, they, they are angry. They understand all this very well. They are the ones whose kids go to the school with no nurse. They're the ones who have to wait for the extra 40 minutes because the bus got caught, uh, got, got, bus line got caught. They're the ones who, who can't afford to send their children to a park district uh, facility anymore because the, the, the money is too much, it's, the fees are too high, or the programs have been cut. The people that we talk to in the neighborhoods all over the city live with this stuff every day. They have no power to do anything about it. Now, what I tell them is stop sending the same chumps to City Hall. You know, stop, stop um, hitting yourself in the head with a hammer. By, by electing the same uh, clowns as aldermen. You've got to get some people in the city hall uh, with some spirit and some, some gumption who will, who will put an end to this if nonsense. The, the better question, I think, Ben, for, for, for uh, people like us and, and, our, and our allies is to what 
comes next. Say, say we wake up one day <laughs> in some fantasy land and TIFFs have been canceled. No more TIFFs in the land of Lincoln. What then? How will we, how will we improve the city and make it a city that's great for everybody? Now, that's a wonderful conversation that we should be having. The Civic Lab has an answer. We call it the right to development. It's a United Nations principle passed in 1988. Um, we have information on our website at civiclab.us. But that's really what we're looking for from our leaders, I think. It's, it's, let's stop talking about this racist tiff stuff, and let's start you know, imagining a city that really works for us wholeheartedly. Uh, Tom Trisser, before I let you go, give folks the information if they want to get in touch with you, want to learn, get more information from your group, where do they go? Uh, we're at the Civic Lab, so just visit us at civiclab.us. It's all there, links to all of our work. You can reach me at tom at civiclab.us, tom at civiclab.us. Uh, I live in front of my computer, so you, you, you ping me and I'll get right back to you. All right, very good. Thank you so much, Tom Tresser. Uh, stay safe, stay sound. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure. That's Tom Tresser. I'm Ben Jarowski. Take care, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.